0: Oftentimes, I wake up in the morning after shooting a wedding, and I literally feel like a train hit me the day prior. In the industry, we refer to this as a wedding
1: hangover. Hey there, welcome to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. Do you know that the number one regret for most couples after their wedding is usually their photographs? Tammy will share all the knowledge and expertise she has gained over the years to help you get the very best wedding images from your photographer. The conversations on this podcast are going to help you understand how almost every decision you make for your wedding day directly affects your photographer. Tammy is going to give you the knowledge and awareness you need to create a nearly perfect position for your photographer to be in on your wedding day. And that means better images for you to remember your special milestone. Tammy Blaylock is an internationally-awarded, nationally-featured wedding photographer and published author. Since 2010, she has excelled in helping each of her couples capture beautiful, emotive images from their big day. Tammy wants your wedding day to be as perfect as you do, so tune in and listen up, because this episode's about to begin. Hello and
0: welcome. My name is Tammy. And I am the host for The Complete Guide to Wedding Photography for Couples Getting Married. I am so happy that you're here. And again, I just want to extend a very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for tuning in today to learn how to set your wedding photographer up for success and how to eliminate some obstacles or challenges that you might even know that you were creating for your wedding photographer. If you like today's tips, I just want to remind you that there are at least a thousand others just like it in my book, which is available on Amazon. I believe that a photographer's brain power should be used to create. Beautiful images on your wedding day that tell the story of your wedding day, not by solving problems that may or may not relate to photography. And coming up in one of my episodes in a few weeks, I'm actually going to be giving you some examples of what those obstacles might look like. But today we are going to be discussing your wedding photographer's fitness level. But first, I want to tell you about something I did this past week. I traveled to Austin from San Antonio with a small group of people from an organization that I'm a member of called Visit San Antonio. And we went to the Capitol. The Texas Hotel and Lodging Association was hosting this convergence on the Capitol And I believe that every single district in Texas was represented in this convergence on the Capitol. We were basically there concerned and to quote unquote lobby about three separate issues. Number one, that the 112th of the hotel occupancy tax that is collected be used to promote tourism in Texas and remain so and that it not be used for any other purpose. That is currently what the law prescribes. So we were just there to ask that it continue to be like that, and to also ask lawmakers to oppose any bills that might be coming up the pipeline that would expand the use of that 112 hotel occupancy tax. There's a lot more to it, but I'll just leave it at that to leave it kind of basic so I won't spend so much time here in the introduction. And the third issue was to restore summers for Texas families, small businesses, and the economy um, to address the inconsistent school start dates. And I will just say that it was a lot of fun seeing the legislative process firsthand, going from door to door to senators' offices and Texas state representatives' offices. It was a lot of fun. I will also say that out of everyone that my group I I actually visited lawmakers with two separate groups but out of the groups the groups that I went to visit the senators and Texas state representatives only a single Texas state representative made herself personally available to our group all of the other people that we went to visit sent a staffer to talk to us They were supposedly in other meetings or what have you. And understandably, Texas lawmakers are very busy. But I was just really impressed that Texas State Representative Barbara Gervin Hawkins, who I believe represents uh, the Texas State District 120, made herself personally available to us and spoke to us for a good five or ten minutes. She was very inquisitive on the issues and even asked us about some issues that we were not there to discuss with her to get kind of our input. So I just thought that was very fun. Um, So shout out and kudos to her, to Representative Hawkins. It was very fun. Anyhow, let's get on with today's episode. We are going to be discussing your wedding photographer's fitness level. So real quickly, I just want to ask, do you have any idea of the amount of physical exertion that it takes to shoot a wedding? Do you have any idea of the amount of mental exertion that it takes to shoot a wedding? Or how about emotional exertion that it takes to shoot a wedding? These three things are super draining on a wedding photographer. And shooting weddings takes a toll on people. Oftentimes, I wake up in the morning after shooting a wedding, and I literally feel like a train hit me the day prior. In the industry, we refer to this as a wedding hangover. And generally, it might take me a few hours before all of the soreness creeps out of my muscles if I'm lucky. But if it was an incredibly difficult wedding in excess of eight hours or more, it's not uncommon that I might be sore the entire day. Several of my mentors teach and have told me directly that anyone viewing my images should not be able to tell how tall I am. What this means is that I should not be taking the majority of my images from a standing position. I should take the photographs from either higher or lower than where my eyes reach when I'm standing in my natural upright position. So I'm 5'4". I would guess that my eyes sit at exactly about five feet tall or five feet in height. So if I were to take every single image from a five foot height, that's how all my images would, would appear to the viewer from a five feet perspective or five foot perspective. And my mentors encourage me not to do that. They want me to add interest and dynamic. Um, to my images by taking them from different perspectives. So where our eyes sit in our head, this is where we all see the world from. This is where we're accustomed to viewing the world from when we walk around on our feet. We don't crawl around to experience the world and we normally don't fly around to see the world. Um, But by the way, this is why drone photography is so interesting to us, because it's a perspective that we don't often get to see. To make the most interesting photographs, I have been taught to take them from a perspective that we are not normally familiar with, to create interest by adding an unfamiliar element an unusual, or a different angle. So how do I do this? By constantly bending my legs. A wedding day, I I say this a lot, a wedding day is like squat day all day. Imagine that. Imagine doing squats all day long. So how to tell if your potential wedding photographer stands all day? It's simple. Just look at their portfolio. Do a portfolio, portfolio review better yet, ask them for a complete wedding gallery or three. Look at those images. When you're shopping for your wedding photographer, look at their photos and their galleries and really examine their photos. Do they look like they were all taken from a standing position? If they do, it's my opinion that the photographer is not doing the best job possible to tell a story. And they're not probably going to do the best job possible to tell your story. They're doing a generic job, a lazy job, and excuse my French, but a half-assed job, if you will. Hey, if you're loving these tips I'm sharing on this podcast episode today, please share a screenshot to your Instagram story and tag either Complete Wedding Ed or or at a girl photo. And again, just a quick reminder, my book is available on Amazon and it's prime eligible. And lastly, if you have a topic that you'd like me to cover or a specific question that you would like me to answer, send me an email at Tammy at All right. So as wedding photographers, not only do we need to practice our camera skills often, But we also need to be physically prepared to give 120% of ourselves physically to your wedding day. It takes energy, strength, and endurance to keep moving our bodies up and down. You know, like I mentioned, we're going to, or we should be getting into that squatting position a lot on your wedding day. There may be times that we need to lay down on the ground or sit down on the ground. Sometimes in excess for eight hours on your wedding day, we need to repeatedly be getting into these positions that are not standing. And let me just give you these two examples. There are some venues that I have shot at that basically have three stories or levels. The main level is where the ballroom or reception is held, but the getting ready rooms are upstairs. So one level above the ballroom. And then in that second level, there's also overflow seating for the reception. However, to get outside to the ceremony area, you have to descend outside the ballroom down to the ground level and... It's almost like two stories of stairs. There's probably like 40 steps to get down to that ceremony level. And that's a lot of stairs. And photographers, videographers, and planners are up and down these three levels of stairs all day long. So if you're not in any type of shape, physical shape, to do these stairs on repeat, after a while, shortcuts will be taken and shots and moments will be missed. You get the picture? Someone who is not physically fit to traipse up and down these stairs for more than eight hours a day is eventually going to run out of gas or muscle strength or motivation or whatever you want to call it and stop being so mobile to capture your wedding day or important images from your day. And here is another example. The same can be said about a venue that is spread out over a large area. I've shot weddings that the groom's getting ready room was as much as about a half a mile away from the bride's getting ready room. And without a second shooter or ever being able to find the venue coordinator to hitch a ride on the golf cart, this was Almost a 10-minute walk with gear to get down to the groom's getting ready room. So when you have a wedding photographer who is not used to a lot of physical exertion and not in shape, I wonder how many trips they're going to take back and forth to capture images. What's going to be missed? Okay. On the flip side of this, this episode is not about judging a book by its cover. I am not in any way saying that your wedding photographer should only have the body of The Rock or Jennifer Lopez. All I'm saying is that they should be physically fit. They should have stamina and endurance. They should regularly participate in some kind of exercise program. They should be strong. What if the only training NBA players did was to play in NBA games. Do you think that their fitness level would be at the top? Do you think they would be very fit to play? No. The same can be said for your wedding photographer. Shooting weddings takes all kinds of physical demands. So your wedding photographer should be physically fit and physically equipped to deliver 120% on your wedding day. Otherwise, you're not getting your money's worth. And this is a, a short story in my book. But as a second shooter, I personally witnessed the lead photographer shoot the entirety of the wedding reception from a chair. They sat in this chair the entire time. They didn't even have the gumption or the drive to move the chair around the reception ballroom. They put the chair in a corner, shot from there the entire night and never moved it. And I just want to tell you, I was mortified for this couple thinking that the wedding photographer they hired was doing this for several hours during their reception. I, I just could not believe what I was witnessing. Anyhow, So, make sure that the wedding photographer you are going to hire is physically, in addition to all the other skills they must have, make sure they are physically equipped to shoot your wedding. So, how can you find out? What is their lifestyle? The answers are usually right there in their personal stories that they share on social media. What do they do in their spare time? Look at their lifestyle. That'll offer you some insight. Go to their About Me page on their website. That might offer some clues to you. And red flag here, if they don't have a website, I would steer clear. I would steer clear of any wedding photographer who does not have a website. Another way you can find out is simply by asking them. Ask them what they do to stay healthy. Or, Last alternative, you can be super stealthy. You can take a peek on Strava or Garmin, those two health apps, and see if they have profiles or just ask them to friend them on Strava or Garmin and see see what their activities consist of. All right, these last two points don't necessarily Relate to your photographer's fitness level, but I just want to include them on this episode because I also think they're important. Um, Breaks. I personally don't think that your wedding photographer should be taking multiple breaks throughout your wedding day. I don't take any breaks on a wedding day except to eat dinner and visit the ladies' room. And sometimes, even those, even my 10 or 15 minute dinner break, Is interrupted by a slipping timeline or a planner who hasn't checked in with me or an oblivious couple without a hired planner who has already eaten. But if you're attending someone else's wedding and you see a wedding photographer who is just taking break after break after break after break, I want you to know that they are not doing justice to the couple who hired them. And the second little Uh, add-on bonus comment is a shooting schedule. In addition to being physically fit, I also believe it's my personal opinion that wedding photographers should not be overbooking themselves. There is no way to give a couple on a Saturday 120% of yourself when you've shot a wedding the Friday before. I mentioned that wedding hangover. And you are just not fresh the day after a wedding, especially if it was a long one. There's no way that you can recover that quickly because weddings are so taxing, not only physically, but also emotionally and intellectually. I mean, your brain is just on hyper overdrive all day long because you are constantly constantly making calculations and anticipating moments and just on high alert if you're doing your job right. So in addition to being physically fit, I don't believe that photographers should take more than a single break on your wedding day to eat besides bathroom breaks. And I don't believe that they should be overbooking themselves. All right, guys, that's it. That's all I have for today. The only way that this podcast grows is if you share it. I don't have any big businesses backing me and I don't have any advertising dollars going into growing this podcast. So I need your help. It's only going to grow if listeners like you help me by sharing on your Instagram stories. I know I have listeners from all over the world, but I would love to know who you are. I would love for you to share a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share that to your Instagram story and also tag either Complete Wedding Ed or At a girl photo. If you'd like to know more about my book, the podcast, or my wedding photography, you can log on to Complete Wedding Ed or or atagirlphoto.com. That was completeweddinged.com or atagirlphoto.com. All the links to all those things are in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you learned something. I hope that your day is out of this world.
1: I will catch you next time. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Complete Wedding Photography for Couples podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time, and we hope that you learned something to make your wedding photographs better and your wedding day less stressful. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts, so others just like you can set their wedding photographer up for success. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again during the next episode.